All right. Awesome. Well, thank That's you, it. gentlemen, both. I really appreciate it. Always, always a good time. If if I've been on the show before, I'm sure I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, getting old. <laughs> Not yeah. the joke, us. The so, joke's still funny. Oh, the joke's great. <laughs> nice. Be suck. If we had more time to record, we would just keep making that joke more times, right? <laughs> Until it did get old. Until it did get old. Because that's kind of yeah. that's kind of our thing. And then we could kill it and rename it. Oh, <laughs> we'll build a new joke. He's going meta. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 3.12. It's a podcast posting on 3.13. No, you did not do Daylight Savings wrong. The numbers are coincidental. I'm Mike. <laughs> I'm Craig. People might have thought they jumped a whole day ahead instead of just an hour. Just an hour, yeah. 3.12, 3.13. 3-12, 3-12, yesterday, 3-12, March 12th, Tuesday, Tuesday. What happens on Tuesdays, Craig? What's Tuesday a good day to do? Tuesday's a good day to launch a Kickstarter. Really? Like the one I launched yesterday. What? As you're listening to this, and we're recording this beforehand, so of course I still don't know. I have no idea how, did, how well it did. Hopefully it's doing well. Um, please go check it out. <laughs> it's the Kickstarter for Capers Noir. If you don't know about it already, then you haven't been paying attention to this show. Welcome to your first episode of Nerdburger. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's a supplement for capers. Um, it provides uh, all sorts of new stuff for players, new stuff for GMs, and an alternative setting that moves everything forward uh, 20 years to the 40s and sort of a crime noir game with a little bit of a horror element to it. So that's all I'm going to say about that for right now because uh, we'll have more to say next week. Who's our guest next week? Who's going to talk to us about this? I'll have to take a look. Never mind. Uh, we have a guest right now, though. Hello, Michael. Welcome back. Hello. Thank you. Kentucky, for me back. Kentucky Michael. A catacon Michael. Mike Tucky. Mike Tucky. <laughs> Almost 100 episodes later. Surprisingly, we all made it. <laughs> That's right. Go back to episode 216, Finger Licking Good. And here, Michael's first appearance. That was that is one of the episode titles that has actually stuck with me because there's so many of them. But that one stuck with me. Do you remember what we were talking about, Michael? I do. That we I do because <laughs> I can I can see it. Right I remember here. the joke, but I don't remember the setup. I, I remember the punchline, the finger looking good, but I don't know how we got to it. Um, there was a romance novel written for KFC, and it featured a shot of the colonel as like this really young buff dude but clearly the colonel yeah he's got hair and everything he's got this the white suit but it's got the sleeves cut off and you made some you made (laughs) some castle in the background you made some remark that there better be something described as finger licking good in there tender (laughs) wings of desire (laughs) that's what yeah that's what the book was called (laughs) um yeah so the uh Anyway, Michael's back because in a little while we're going to talk about uh, what are we going to talk about, Michael? Uh, a catacon, the Kickstarter for my, the Kickstarter I'm launching on not on a Tuesday though. I may have to rethink that because currently we're set to launch on Thursday, March 21st. Is Thursday also a good day to launch Kickstarter? Thursday's not bad. Yep. Tuesday is better. 
See, I see. I, sh- I should have had this episode before I did all that work and planning, but hopefully I mean, we'll if, be okay. If you've got a if you've got a lot of people already told that it's going to be Thursday, I would just stick with that. Yeah. Um, just because that's going to be the day that people are going to go look for it, so that you can make the first day strong. Um, the and and it it is a convention kind right. of thing, so it's one of those things that. The, the argument goes for Tuesday that supposedly Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are the busiest internet traffic days. Um, and whether there's more people on the internet on Tuesday versus Wednesday or Thursday, I'm not entirely sure. But, you know, it's become more of a self-fulfilling thing that people who back Kickstarters regularly go looking for Kickstarters on Tuesday because more people have historically launched on Tuesdays, um, particularly in the tabletop world. So like, you know, that's, if you see somebody that I'm I'm sorry to say, and there are people out there that I know of that launched a Kickstarter uh, for a a role-playing game on a Friday evening and their Kickstarter has not done that very, that done, done that well. And I'm kind of like, well, there, there could be a number of reasons behind that. And one of them could be that was that you launched it on a Friday night when everybody that was, that plays RPGs was over at their friend's house playing RPGs. Not looking at Kickstarter. Not on their computer. not, Not might be is. That is but, one of the problems. <laughs> but, but they did capture that 20% of all groups, the player who's bored and not paying attention and on their phone. Potentially, that is true. Yeah. But they're also probably not the ones who are buying the new <laughs> book. So, you know. The people that are that can't get into the, the game. And the people. a little bit boring. And, well, you know what? There's, there's, a, there's a, Michael brings up a good point because the people looking on their phones are people who are not fully engaged, perhaps, or, you know, in the, in the current game. So maybe they don't like that game that much. Maybe they're just doing it because this is the game that we play and my friends are here and we've been doing it for two years. And they'll be like, they're going to be like, click, 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 click. And they're going to be like, oh, hey, look at this. This this looks more interesting than what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I'll back this and then I'll big, I'll get my players here and we'll play this. Because <laughs> he was on, the, on, his, on his phone looking for stuff because he's bored at the table right now. Hey, guys, I have a better idea. I have for, a better game. You know, a month I, from now. That I found when, <laughs> when we were playing that other game. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, so Kickstarter's happening. Um, just a heads up for anybody um, who you want to buy me a Christmas gift at the end of the end of the month here. Um, Christmas you, gift at the end of not March. Christmas, geez, birthday. My birthday's at the end of the month. Um, <laughs> do you want to buy me a birthday gift at the end of the month and and spend less than twenty five dollars on it? Uh, you can by by pledging two dollars a month for the next year to a Patreon. Um, that's my Patreon. Now, Michael has a Patreon too. If you like the RPG Academy stuff, you can throw money there too because it's like yeah. a couple bucks. Like, what's a couple bucks? I mean, um, it's just per money. month. Yeah, per month, and you're getting stuff for it. Um, so I'm hoping to create some stuff. Uh, just little little things here ongoing. I'm going to do like a quarterly thing. Beth's going to actually put artwork in it if I can actually make a little money off of the Patreon. We'll see what happens. I'm just mentioning that now. I'm just kind of it's right now is the soft launch. <laughs> <laughs> i'll have a hard launch um on my birthday <laughs> i don't know soft and launch don't seem to go together you'd think not but anyway that's what's happening um right there soft opening makes a lot more die sense. laughing is out there we finished uh doing the roll for it twitch thing so look for that on youtube you can see all four episodes by the time this episode of Nerdburger comes out um, we wrapped it all up and I slapped a big fat cliffhanger on the end of it, <laughs> gave all the characters resolution and then put a gigantic cliffhanger at the end because <laughs> I'm a <Yes>. bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, so much fun. So um, there's plans for another one of those then. Well, I've got a jumping off point. I've got a jumping off point if there is. We'll see what happens. Uh that's all. Um we'll get to a catacon in more depth in a little bit. So sure. let's do this. What's good news, Craig? Oh jeez, good news. Why'd you say that? Because I have the bad news. Okay, well maybe you have the bad news too. I'll skip do we to need some, a theme for this. I'll skip to some good news. <laughs> I'll skip to some good news and then we'll we'll let you bring the show down later. Oh great. That's what I like um, to do anyway. Everybody here is familiar with Albert Einstein, right? Sure. Crazy hair. <laughs> really smart. Yeah. Su- super smart. Um, super crazy. Came up hair. with all sorts of theories and things. And some of them are kind of weird and puzzle like, and people haven't been able to wrap their heads around them. They're, they're, they're mysteries. Inspirational story there, Albert Einstein, came up with um, all of his amazing thoughts and ideas while working a dead end crap job. So every, everyone, everyone who's listening, you know, there is hope, right? Because <laughs> like, all of our listeners are working crappy jobs. Jeez, man. Probably most of them. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> um, so Einstein. Just, re- just recently, Juice, uh, Jerusalem's Hebrew University announced um, a, uh, they basically um, revealed a series of um, pages of manus- 110 manuscripts by Albert Einstein to mark his 140th birthday, they had had these kind of, you know, locked away, vaulted away. And in amongst these manuscripts was a page that was missing from another set of notes Uh-oh. that was one of these giant mysteries. Dun, and dun, this page dun. has filled in the gap. And everybody goes, oh, that's how that works. <laughs> this kind of stuff just boggles my mind that people haven't figured that out yet. Like, hey, there's this missing page and this other place over here that has all a bunch of Einstein's papers. Maybe we should look through those. No, those are locked away until his what, 140th birthday, it says here <laughs> in the book. So we're not do, we're not allowed to unlock it. He didn't do then. that that way. Um, That's what it seems like. I don't know, Michael. So what was the thing that, that, uh, that I'm the, not pa- gonna the page filled to, in? I'm oh, not okay. going to try to describe that. Do I look? That's a sucker bet. What are you doing? That's a so trap. I, just, I like to think that there's somebody out there who tried to file a patent for like some sort of world revolutionizing product, like teleporters, and their <laughs> patent didn't go through because Einstein was too damn busy with his own stuff and wasn't doing his job very well. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> like, Do your job, man. Because he, he, took, he took the thing. It's like he was in the middle of writing. And he took the, the patent application from somebody and said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kind of glanced at it and he set it down next to his stuff. And then right. he went back to writing. And then there, like somebody came in the door and there was a slight breeze. And it, and it blew, blew off blew, into blew a waste paper basket. Or from one pile into another. And then it ended up in his personal items that weren't <laughs> unlocked until his 140th birthday. Yeah, I wonder. Was one of those things in that trove of 110 pages? Was it some poor schlubs? <laughs> Only one. <laughs> but there was a stack of them in there. <laughs> I mean, he didn't have time to comb his hair. You think he filed his patents away properly? There's, there's a patent yeah. in here. There's a patent application in here for an in-hat head musca- uh, scalp massager. Because people, have you seen those those kind of patents, right? These yeah. people that have tried to patent ridiculous stuff, like it's this thing that sits inside of your hat and massages your scalp for some, yeah, you know, it's got a little battery. So you're walking around in your, you know, 1930s fedora or, or bowler. 
and you got this like little e inside your hat or top hat. Yeah, and your eyebrows are going up and down inexplicably. <laughs> the top hat battery never runs out. You can put it's a solar panel on guys, the top of it. Are you just really with heavy? This product that came out in the eighties called the Floby. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the hair cutting thing attached to a vacuum cleaner? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> attaches like, to the hose. Yeah, you know that there has to be terrible stories of how that went wrong, right? Oh sure. And how many times did somebody try to patent it, and, and it ended up in you know 110 pages of stuff stuffed yep. away in a Hebrew university? Mm-hmm. The Floby could have been that could be in there. Like yep. if this was from uh you know the like the 30s or something, the 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 uh the the modern vacuum cleaner, the suction vacuum cleaner was invented in the 20s. Yeah, um, I believe or the or the, the, 10s. the Floby two, which was a huge step in innovation forward, revolutionized the haircutting market. <laughs> lost forever. It's under a desk somewhere that in the yeah. patent office, still yet to be found. If if that had gotten patented, we'd all be getting our hair cut very differently today because it would have been like, oh, of course, this is the way to do it. White scissors? Yeah. yeah. Why? What are why you, would a you caveman? Why would you ever want parts of your head to be different lengths than the other hair on the other parts of your head? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you always want your haircut to be all the same length all over? That's the best look, really. But the 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 Floby two could have the the adjuster in there that allows you to change. It, it could like Michael it could said, be, it like, could. The ro- you could get different lengths. It could be. It could revolutionize everything. Like the the robotic ad- adjuster in the uh, in the space Floby that was attached to Kevin Spacey in Moon. Did you ever see that movie? Oh, it's been a while, but yeah. With Sam Rockwell, Kevin mm-hmm. Spacey's the robot that runs the, the, the voice. space station. He yeah. gets a Floby. It's a, it's a Floby haircut. Basically. He's getting in the right at the beginning of that movie. <laughs> anyway, what else news? Go ahead and bring the show down. Okay. Celebrity death news. Because this Mike is, just, is a mash this, guy. This is just the theme that we use for that. It's not necessarily a dead mash person. What? This is oh, that's the plan now. That was the yeah. The, we've done this like three times now with the mash theme because I I kept uh I kept uh accidentally. I don't no. It was a, it was a bunch of mash people died all at once. Okay. Anyway, so, conspiracy. Uh, yep. It's it's always a good theme. You know what makes a good theme, Michael? Good theme song is when you have to explain why it's the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> well, it gives I, you an opening. It's like I, a, I only a had coffee to, table book. It's like a conversation starter. Sure. I only had to explain it because you forgot that we I had explained it to you before. And I'll forget this time, too. Okay. And so we're going to have to explain it every it'll time. Be, it'll become a new shtick. <laughs> no, there's no shtick like a new shtick. <laughs> why do all our shticks smell a little okay. bit? Okay. Um, yeah, so not quite dead. But possibly dying sooner than we would want, Alex Trebek. Yeah, we all heard about this, right, Michael? Yes, uh, unfortunately, I I heard about that as well. I mean, the obvious joke is, you know, what is level four pancreatic cancer? But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the the answer is not good. Yeah, stage four <laughs> pancreatic cancer is no joke. No. no, but on the upside, he is contractually obligated to beat it. So he can't die for three more years. He's under contract. Was that his joke in his uh, video? Or did you just make it I up? think he's made that joke, yeah. Yeah. Well, if there's anybody with the, you know, the the charisma to beat stage four pancreatic cancer. Just, just raw charisma. Just raw charisma. It's Alex Trebek. Yeah. Also, he's probably got tons of money and can afford all kinds of special treatments. Sure. And he's... It, you know, at least keep him alive much longer than not that he the needs, regular, a regular not, person. Not that he needs a lot of that money for that 
those treatments in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but he would be able to travel to specialists in other countries should that be necessary. Yeah. Because um, uh, he, he, he would, he would probably he, die waiting, waiting for his free treatment in Canada like a lot of people. Oh, that's not going to happen to Alex Trebek. You think they're going to let Alex Trebek <laughs> sit at the bottom of the that, waiting that, list? That's why he needs to travel, travel wherever he needs to. <laughs> And pay people. Nash, national treasure Alex Trebek, who somebody on Twitter, my is Twitter feed remarked dual that citizen. the great thing about Alex Trebek is that it'll, he allows all Canadians to vicarious, vicariously live the dream of telling Americans how wrong they are about things. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. That's outer Mongolia. Outer. <laughs> and he says in that just mildly smug voice. Yeah. That. Because he's been given the information, not that he necessarily knew it exactly. himself. But that's that's the beauty of of playing that part. Like that's that's how yeah. I would do it yeah. oh, if I was sorry, doing a quiz the show. Byzantine Empire, Steve, you have the board. <laughs> you could take it, you know, SNL level, like Will Ferrell, and be like, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> but be, I, that, no, that's that's not Will Ferrell would be goofier with it. That's like Bill Hader level, where Bill Hader would be like, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> the correct answer is lima beans. Lima. Lima beans. Yeah, he's, he is a dual citizen of sure. Canada and the United States, which is why he doesn't have to apologize for being a know-it-all all the time. So he can be a know-it-all because right. he's a half-American citizen and he doesn't have to apologize for it. Because he's half-American. Because <laughs> yeah. he's Canadian. Oh. Go ahead. said so which half? <laughs> yeah, which half? The pancreas, is, the pancreas is on one side. Which side of it is it, is it on the American side? That's probably the side that deserves it more, right? I, I Americans are just kind of bigger dicks than Canadians t- typically are. So then you're saying the bottom half, or the or the left half? <laughs> the pancreas is on the left, as a, as I recall. Yeah, I think it is. I think I thought it was on the right, and it's on the left. It's opposite the liver. Is it opposite? I thought it was tucked below, underneath the liver, below the no, for some below reason. the stomach. Below the stomach or above, oh, but it's on the stomach side, the left side. Yeah, because there's not a lot of room on the liver side. That liver, especially if you drink a lot, burp, burp. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the liver takes up a lot of that right side. I don't know. Trebek doesn't look like a heavy drinker. Anyway, he's got that uh, that uh, appearance of being much younger than he is, despite his television makeup. Yeah, Michael, did you bring any news? News? Anything geeky? Um, Hang in there, Alex. We're 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 with you. No, I I apologize. I did not prepare for That's this. That's okay. Hmm. That's okay. Anything... What else have we got here? Well, uh, this maybe I don't know. It's definitely not that level of newsworthy. But fairly recently, the RPG Academy Network uh, has disbanded, which for personally is a kind of a big deal. Uh, for anyone listening, for about five years, we ran a network where we brought in a bunch of different shows that were all RPG related and. Uh, it wasn't, it was never what we would call an actual network. Like we always joked about it because we were more just like affiliation. Uh, but we have disbanded officially. There is no more RPG Academy network. So I'm flying solo with the 17 other people on my show. Because <laughs> the RPG Academy is still multiple podcasts. Yes. You, they do a number of different types of things. Um, and all those people who were network members are still friends and, mm-hmm. you know, you'll all, you'll say nice things about them and they'll say nice things about you. And some of them will probably be at uh, a catacon and, you know, it's just the technicality of the network thing that never really turned into like significantly network. a network. Yeah. yeah. It, it was a lot of emotional 
uh, investment for very little physical payoff. Uh, but yeah, so I still love all those people. We are, we're still on the discord together. We still chat, hang out, and there will definitely still be shows where we interact with each other. Uh, but there's no more trying to drive everything in a certain direction or organize in any sort of way that just, uh, again, it wasn't worth the effort, but, uh, it's still kind of sad. You know, that's, that's a big part of my life was, was being the quote unquote leader of that network. And I cherished that and I was you know proud of it. Uh, but you know, times change, things move on makes me think a little bit of my relationship with this podcast a lot of emotional investment very little actual return i think it's <laughs> that, that sounds like most marriages <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh craig do you want but not, uh, but not my marriage no oh, oh no no yeah, not, yeah. and not mine either or craig's um, what <laughs> craig's not married we're going out of our way not to offend that's fine Welcome actual actual that spouses or future spouses um craig do you want a birthday another birthday present at the end of march sure you know what else is happening at the end of march you're getting me a birthday present is that no, the topic we're on no Are i'm talking about birthday presents no, no no the world is giving you a birthday present oh really yes the last blockbuster in bend oregon <laughs> which is currently the last blockbuster in, in the united states sure um at the end of march it will become the last blockbuster in the world. Really? What? Really? Yes. Where is there the, another one that's the closing? The only other blockbuster. Oh my god! Currently in uh, Perth, Australia, will be closing at the end the, of March. Down, down, Enda, down there in Perth. Really? There's that's one where in, the in Perth, Australia. Yeah, the tapes rewind the opposite direction. Oh, in in Australia, <laughs> they ask you to fast forward to the end of the tape when you return mm-hmm. it. <laughs> <laughs> No, they're literally physically constructed backwards, and I so the, all the machines have to work in the opposite way. Sure, yeah. because of the Coriolis effect. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, little known fact that the blockbusters are actually substitutes for the Highlander movie. There can be only one. Once there's only one, the gift will happen. World will change. Oh, sure. So when the, <laughs> when this Perth one dies, then like something special is going to happen in Bend, Oregon. Yep, absolutely. That'll be the... Uh... Except that they'll have to duke it out with the Twitter feed called The Last Blockbuster, which is spectacular, by the yes. way. So when Bend, Oregon closes, there will still be a Last Blockbuster, assuming that that person keeps who cracks jokes on tweeting. the internet yeah. <laughs> on that Twitter account keeps tweeting. Because Suddenly that they're will go very, silent for some It's reason. very funny. <laughs> That's one uh, of the well, few uh, non-person type accounts that I actually follow. Just because it, every couple of days it's like, oh, that's good. <laughs> So I listened to a podcast called How Did This Get Made, which is a oh, yeah. comedy movie podcast with Paul Shear. And love that he podcast. is full of stories about when he was a younger person and he worked at Blockbuster. Like some <laughs> of the crazy stuff he just casually and offhandedly talks about. They would hide in the video return booth and like, you know, try to grab people's hands. They they once <laughs> set up they once set up a signing with just someone in the store and pretended they were an actress in one of the movies they had come out. Just like crazy stuff they used to do so people came in and and had to pretend like they recognized her like knowing that this is they're supposed to know who this part this actress is but they don't really so they had to fake it and around the other people who were also faking it so you had a store full of people like that are going along with the over the the famous person that isn't famous (laughs) mike did you mike did you ever pull anything like that when you worked at blockbuster no not that elaborate we (laughs) we just we just played uh rubber band baseball all day long yeah you've talked about that i was in the debt the deadest the most deadest blockbuster (laughs) ever 
which is now the building is still there, but it's half ballet studio, half tax uh, preparation office. Because <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't get anybody to come in and fill that entire building. It's a standalone building. Oh sure. But yeah, no, it was just yeah, completely dead during the day. <laughs> and I got to I got paid extra because I was assistant manager, not assistant Ooh. to the manager, actual assistant manager. <laughs> During like a, the day. You got an extra 35 cents an hour. It was a couple of bucks. It was oh. a pretty big deal, yeah. To do nothing. It was, it was, it was clo- close to $10 an hour. To sit there it was and a wa- lot of money to stand back, there and back watch, in, in the 90s. To stand there and, <laughs> to stand there and watch a, you know, a rated PG movie over and over and over again on the screen. Um, well, technically we were supposed to run the two-hour flip show videotape that corporate would send to us okay you know that's ev- how that works. every so often and just play it over and over and over again we weren't allowed to show actual movies but instead you put pulp fiction in and just let, like as soon as the kids came in you press play on pulp fiction <laughs> uh i never no. worked at any one of those types of places anyway uh hey georgia there's georgia news georgia yeah somebody found a uh a 700 pound something <laughs> Hog. What do you think it was? Seven hundred pounds. I'm gonna in guess Georgia. hog. Okay, Mike guesses hog. I Michael? have not. I have not seen seen uh, this news article. Uh, persimmon. <laughs> Whoa. No. Is that what you mean? Like the root vegetable? Sure. <laughs> seven hundred pounds. Wow. No, that would be impressive. Um, it was a seven hundred pound murder log. That is to say, an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> What's a murder log? <laughs> it's an alligator. Okay, it's a log that floats in the water. And is that is me. that um, heavy for an alligator? Um, if you ever if you look T- up seven hundred pound alligator in Georgia, um, yeah, it's pretty big. It's, How long is it? Um, well, there's a guy standing. They usually um, give those in feet. He's kneeling right behind How it. How many I would, alligator I would say, feet is I, that? I, long? I would say if if this guy went over next to the alligator and laid down head to head to feet, it would be two two of him plus. Okay, so in length. 15 feet. Yeah, probably. There. 13, 14, 15 you know, feet. And, and it's 13 gotta... feet, 4 inches. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Found in a ditch. Just found in an irrigation Wait ditch. Wait a minute. Hanging out. Oh, so it was alive. Is it still alive? Uh, the massive reptile <laughs> was found um, near or Lake are, Blackshear. Are people um, eating it in multiple uh, Cajun and Southern restaurant location fry that thing up and put a- it on a plate a- across the southeast uh the the, the the big thing about this was that people thought because they, they figured they su- assumed it had to be photoshopped just because of how big it oh was. my god yeah. yeah it's huge um but uh a lot of people think it's fake uh I, <laughs> um one of the people that's actually saw it um is he kneeling on top of it um no i think he's behind it i don't know it's a video i'm not going to try to play it anyway it's it's mine. gigantic and uh <laughs> the comment was um euthanized it's a test it's a testament to yeah. georgia's alligator management program that alligators can grow to this size like really that's that's what we're managing them to this size and I, what part of the management was to have it in a ditch <laughs> It was uh, nearly dead, full of uh, gunshot wounds. Oh, so, so they some, euthanized it. Somebody came along and yes, shot it. Yes, he is up. kneeling on top of it. Wow. Jeez. So that's. that's Do I need to play the mash theme? No. Oh, okay. We're, 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 making, we're making huge gators down here in Georgia, apparently, <laughs> with our management program. 
Wow. And wrote, wrote them gator real no, big down. I, yeah. I understand that a management program is really just the idea that you're making sure that the environment can support them. You know, well, you so don't want you, any you don't, any one thing going crazy and yeah, because or or or, pushing di- out other or, di- or dying out. Want to keep you, keep the balance? Yeah, you yeah. throw off the, the the food chain and sure. everything goes. You know, if if the alligators die out, then you know suddenly there'll be a billion bot flies or something. You know, there'll be like something that'll right. just go nuts. So or but, there'll be a billion birds that the alligator would eat that would would have then eaten <laughs> yeah. the bot flies. Yeah, something like that. And so now there's no no bot flies <laughs> and tons of these birds crapping everywhere. Eating all your food <laughs> at the beach. You're eating all eating all of your uh That's how you end up with seagulls. All of the the buds and the flowers and the things okay. off of your trees anyway, and bushes. Anyway, that's that's enough of the alligator news. What okay. else we got here? You guys want to play a game? Oh, good Lord. Michael. Sure. Okay, well, he's on board, so I guess I have to now. It's one of these uh, maps of the United States games where there's a, a word or a phrase on each state, that, that being the top word or phrase for the, the theme here. Okay. Do you want to know okay. what the theme is? Sure, why not? Pornhub. Good Lord. <laughs> top. Okay. I don't understand necessarily understand this title or even know if this is real, but it is funny. Top relative searches by women when compared to women elsewhere in the U.S. Whatever that means. What do so, women in this state search for more than any more than? But in why other would states? you even phrase it like that? Why not just say top searches of by women by state? Because that's what it is. They needed right? this to sound scientific. Are to they all? To the are they all? While they were searching Pornhub at work, they needed to find it. I think, make it sound scientific. Yeah, here's a question. Here's here. a question too. Looking at the map really quickly, are they all different? Uh, what do you, no, they're not all different. Okay, so I was going to say because that might have been them trying to say like they were trying to pinpoint each each state's going to have like its one thing and they're going to try. I don't know. Who cares? Let's play no, the no, game. No. There are there are um there are several. Similarities. I got you. I got you. Moving on. Let's do you want to? Do, do we want to start guessing? I was searching. Pff, no. I, I mean, sure. I, I can no, guess no, no, a I mean, topic. And I mean, you can tell I mean, me what throw, state. Throw out a state. You 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 guess a state, and I'll tell you what the what. Okay. The... So for porn, there's going to be like the women friendly. Is that that's a search term? That's a tag that you get in porn stuff where it's like it's not all like the porn is like meant to be sensual. I don't know. I'm. This is a thing, Mike. This is what it is. It's like because porn is like mostly all just guys want to see like you know guys in charge and money shots and women doing whatever the guy says and everything. That's my guess. Sensual, women centric, women friendly, women. I mean, something sounding like that. Did somebody search for those things? One state did, and that's the that's the one we're going to end on. So thanks. Oh, good lord. Thanks. So right. What's, what's the point no, no. You're game? supposed to throw out a state, and I'm going to tell you what the, what what's going on in that well, state. That's boring. Okay, West Virginia. Do with alligators? <laughs> I did not see any alligator porn on here. Um, well, then that's not very representative of Georgia now, is it? Because clearly sure. we grow them big here. <laughs> well, we could talk about Georgia. Um, I think West Virginia was a suggestion. Sure. BDSM. Okay, West Virginians like uh, a little timey up, timey down. Yes, and next door in Virginia, BBW Dominant, dominance. BBW. All right. <laughs> Totally different thing, yeah. but um, for whatever the reason, in the Virginias, they like their acronyms. Well, they like <laughs> BD, they, you know, they like bondage and dominance and submission in one, and they like big black ladies. Big beautiful women. It's oh, big beautiful women? Ladies. Not black? Okay. No. Want to no. talk black ladies? We can go to um, Illinois. What's the search term called there? Delaware, North Carolina. Tennessee, Georgia, and Arkansas and Louisiana 
all of those states like ebony lesbians. <laughs> Good lord, that's oh, awfully specific. I missed one. Also, Maryland. No, 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 no. no. That's DC. I'm sorry. DC is ebony lesbians. <laughs> that's even better. That's a very specific yes, not, type. Not that's... to be confused with ebony threesome, which is Florida. <laughs> so that could be ebony lesbians and a man, or three ebony lesbians, or three well, it could ebony be a, men. It could be a three-way or a devil's three-way, or... <laughs> <laughs> or three women or three men, yeah. What's a demon's three-way? I don't know. Okay. We're not going get, to get into D&D versions of three ways. <laughs> Although I'm sure Michael would probably have strong opinions on that, uh, being, a, being a D&D fan. F- fairly negative. That, that's actually one of my red flags for people I don't want to play with. If, if anyone has the book that says, what can I have sex with what, you're not right for my game. <laughs> that's a book? <laughs> There's a book for older editions of D&D that would basically a, tell yeah. you what species could couple and pr- produce viable offspring. Oh, you know? okay. Was that the book of erotic fantasy? I think there yeah, was that. That, that was right. that was one that kind of got a lot of play for a while there back in third so edition. What could procreate with what? Not necessarily what could have sex with what. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah anything could have sex. Make with anything a viable if they really wanted to. Yeah. If you got again, I just I don't care. I, I don't want to know that by the book that this thing can have sex book. with this thing. No. Somebody. You don't. More importantly, you don't want to explain. Well, in my world, <laughs> right? <laughs> how, how it's different can, from the book, or yeah. they can't, or yeah. Now, now you're getting. Now you've derailed the game <laughs> from you know shooting magic arrows at dragons. Pew pew pew. Into <laughs> I have read this book cover to cover, and I have yeah. found flaws. <laughs> so I need to roll seduction and loopholes. And if I get a natural eighteen or higher, then I need to roll on this chart. No, and determine what my particular kink is. <laughs> if that's your thing, go for it. But I don't need that in my games. Okay, so what else? What else Ver- Wisconsin, Vermont, of course, we got to. Well, hang on, Ver- Vermont and North Carolina. Uh, North, not North Carolina. Why North, did you New ask Hampshire. me to? You didn't. we playing along with that. Vermont and New Hampshire um, have the same. <laughs> share the same exact search term now those two states if you if you are familiar with the geography are kind of 69ing each other (laughs) right they're immediately next to one another and they're you know mostly the same height yeah the 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 outer uh, edges of them are vertical but the middle edge is uh, at an angle so yeah they're kind of 69ing each other slotted together yeah no it's not it's not that it's squirt (laughs) both states women searching squirt <laughs> like the the soda exactly <laughs> yeah. thank you now we sure that's it also I'd, I'd like a brandy with squirt <laughs> also ohio is in in on the squirt so does uh, new england have anything to do with like tom brady like is that, is that some sort of search term for there yeah it's, it's all this women women stuff and then like in massachusetts it's just tom brady <laughs> <laughs> no, you if okay, we'll go to uh, or Giselle. You asked you asked about Wisconsin. For Wisconsin. Women, women stuff. You asked about sure. Wisconsin. So Wisconsin and Michigan and uh Nevada and Massachusetts um and Maryland and Pennsylvania and possibly one other all share the same the same trait with their search term. Okay. In Wisconsin, the top Pornhub search by women is Milwaukee. In Massachusetts, it's Boston. So they're just looking for local, basically. I, I guess that's what that means. Pennsylvania, it's Philly. Here's the big city. Now, that could also be cream cheese or cheesesteak, some kind of weird food sex thing. Or the um, movie. 
<laughs> They're just looking for bootleg copies of Tom Hanks' movie. Yeah. No, it's specifically Philly, not Philadelphia. Oh. Um, Hawaii took it up a notch. <laughs> Jeez. There they search for Bam. Hawaii. <laughs> just any anyone anywhere. What do yeah. you got? <laughs> if, it, if it's Hawaii, I'm on. I'm on board. Uh huh. Yeah. Maryland searched for it means Baltimore. it'll be an, it'll be a nice it'll be nice cinematography. <laughs> you know, it'll be a beautiful setting if it's Hawaii porn, right? Now those are those are keeping it hyper local. Sure. Um, some states went a little more general, like uh, California searched for Japanese. Okay. Arizona and New Mexico both searched for Navajo. There's a fetish. Um, now whoever Very, it's specific, not not Native American. No. Navajo. Navajo. <laughs> yeah. Like, specifically. And there aren't any others like that. That's the only Native American leaning one on here. Um, well, okay, I, I say that and then I look over at New Jersey and Long Island because apparently whoever made this map thinks that Long Island belongs to New Jersey. Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> no, Long Island belongs to New York where they search for Dominican. <laughs> Jeez. New Jersey searches for Indian. So that could be Native American. Or it could be the other kind. We don't know. Depending on like this doesn't go into that kind of detail. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume India Indian just because that's more interesting for like New Jersey, like right. New Jersey women to be like they they really like Indian women like they want the darker skin and they, like that they like that clothing and the, their style and yeah the whole Bollywood thing that's Bollywood that's thing like sure loud and obnoxious and over the top that's kind of Jersey <laughs> like like. Real Housewives Lord. of New Jersey. <laughs> yes, it's, bo- Bollywood bo- fits way, Bollywood way is ex- more, way better with that than Bollywood is absolutely very New Jersey. Yes, Mike, you're correct. Jeez. No, it's, I'm saying it's a lot closer to New Jersey than Navajo. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's a fair statement. <laughs> okay. Um, well, before we get to the Midwest, I would like to just point. We've out, already hit a bunch of the Midwest. Mm, a little bit. Um, so Maine and Oregon. Two opposite coasts. Sure. Search for the same thing, and they were the only ones that searched for this particular item. Lighthouse. They're looking for lighthouse sex. Glory hole. Oh, good lord! <laughs> and I was, tr- I was trying to figure out why, and then it, and then it hit me, um, much like something protruding through through a wall in my <laughs> face. Um, Portland. They both have. Portlands. They are the land, the lands of ports, much like holes in walls that things stick through. Oh no, you're really reaching there. I think it's just a, what it's for a joke, a fun coincidence. Okay, on to the the Midwest and the plains Michael, and I, the upper I tier. I apologize for this. <laughs> this is scientific. We're doing. Yeah, this is totally scientific. Work. Now, what do you think, uh, Utah? And Minnesota have in common. I don't know. Tell me. Bondage. Okay, so not BDSM, but specifically bondage. Just bondage. Yep. Um, lots of people like the cartoons. <laughs> like in South Dakota, where they search for the word cartoon. <laughs> because apparently they don't know there are other words for that. Like <laughs> like anime, which their neighbors to the south. That's specific. In That's Kansas. And their neighbors to the west in Wyoming. If you search for car- to search if for. you search for cartoon, you are not going to get tentacle porn at no, the top but of the I list. Want to, no. But if but you search, really an- but if you for- search anime, you might. Now, but I wonder, are they looking for cartoons of 
porn or like those cartoon character like scooby-doo cosplay versions <laughs> that, that that's a question too it could be yeah. co the cosplay stuff or the just really bad you know like the, the rip-off animation stuff where it's like you know here's all the people from family guy just getting it on with each other like including family members because that's the way those things go oh boy <laughs> now the people in washington state um they they've got it a little bit more together they they kind of they have a, a better idea of what they want hentai specifically hentai. specifically okay. that's animated porn right Oh, you're, that's a trap. I'm not answering that question. I, I don't know. I thought it was. <laughs> like tentacle porn is, that's, that's hentai, right? Craig's looking it up on my Wi-Fi. <laughs> yes, it is anime and manga okay, pornography. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I'm not going to just answer that question off the top of my head. <laughs> Look like it. I, 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 I'm not into it. I just, yeah, I, I, know, I, I don't, I don't I, know. Yeah, I, I, had, I, I had to be sure. I didn't know and I didn't look it up. Um, Nobody, however, can hold a candle to Idaho and okay. their search for My Little Pony. <laughs> <sighs> also, also, cartoon or cosplay? Furries. Yeah. Specifically, yeah. We're getting into the furry territory here in Idaho. And it's women looking for so Women, yeah. I think it wow. would be like potato porn or something. <laughs> right, because it's Idaho. Mm-hmm. Um, Wisconsin rounding should, out Wisconsin the, should be cheese porn and Georgia should sure. be peaches. R rounding out the uh, wait, uh, you're in Kentucky, right, Michael? Uh, I'm in Ohio, but I'm I was born and raised in Kentucky. Okay, okay. Um, I thought you were just over the border for some reason. Maybe that was where you were born and raised. <laughs> Does Kentucky look for volunteers? <laughs> K Kentucky looks for girl on girl. Oh, just straight up. Straight up girl on girl. Not messing around. Not lesbians. I like... I, <laughs> like like Oklahoma. I like... Yeah, I like the honesty of that. Or specifically scissoring lesbians like Texas. <laughs> Maybe so, they're actually talking about lesbians that are doing crafts. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Arts and crafts. So my, yeah, I guess like, my question like here a, is... Like a scrapbooking. Um, doing a little decoupage. How do women doing the searches we don't like, we don't they're people that identify in their I, profile as women i wondered that myself yeah. it could okay. be a bunch so, of guys so question looking for people have profiles <laughs> on pornhub i like, was I thinking that this is... you went to no they're subscribers you move on no they're subscribers that was my guess was that this is all these subscriber are, are stuff where you yeah. have to actually fill out information that, yeah. that kind of information yeah i mean you can find a billion different free porn videos i'm but assuming there's, that there's... you don't have to fill out that kind of information if you just go there for free you're just assuming you're that. assuming that yes. you have no basis no of idea that. whatsoever <laughs> I, I think that invalidates this entire scientific study i i have questions about the validity of its findings at that point well we it's can't... like when you're surveying people who were <laughs> answer a survey that's not really the general population so this is only people who have porn hub subscriptions who identify as female let's, let's be honest most of them are probably dudes anyways <laughs> a good percentage yeah, i'd imagine probably yeah. yeah so this this may be off a little um <laughs> like the these it, next two in the may, mountain it west may be off a little colorado double penetration i don't think any women are searching for that oh you don't know that colorado might be really you don't know I don't know what the what the sexual culture is like in Colorado. I mean, it gets cold up there. Maybe they just want like to be bundled. <laughs> All right, I, I stretch for that one. I'm sorry. You can just cut that out. 
<laughs> I, I don't know what bundling has to We're do. We're not going to cut anything out. Well, I mean, you know, it's like a sandwich that you're more warm because you got body heat on both sides. Or, or you like it rough like they do in North Dakota, Iowa, and Missouri. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of cardio working up a sweat, you know, that's a good way CrossFit. to keep warm. Exactly. Um, Montana, 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 surprise anal surprise. Yeah. Not just anal surprise, but do you, do you know what the internet meme is for surprise anal? No. Michael, are you familiar with the internet? This is a meme on the internet no, called surprise. I anal. am not. It is, imagine, pick, see, picture in your mind a photo. Why do you know this? Because I've seen the memes, and it's, it's not dirty. It's, oh, not, it's okay, not nude. Okay, okay. It's a, it's, it'll be a photograph of somebody, often in an odd pose. <laughs> okay. With a look of surprise or concern or <laughs> anger or something, some sort of kind of over, overblown uh, facial expression. Sure. Where there is room behind them as if there was an invisible person. Yeah, that could be okay. back there. Yeah, like they doing did, that, like they did with the billboard on the office. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's. <laughs> I've seen it's been, it's been a while since I've seen one, but I, there was for a while. I remember seeing it pop up every so often. Be surprising, and it's usually a photo, like I said, of somebody that's just caught in that you know moment of a weird facial expression, yeah. and they're kind of contorted a that's, little bit. That's funny because usually you don't see it pop up. Here, I'm going to search anyway. for that. On, I'm going to search for that on your internet connection. Go for it. <laughs> so maybe they're looking for that meme. I have never seen this meme, but uh, yeah, here's yeah. twenty five plus best surprise anal memes. <laughs> <laughs> now are those surprise anal memes or surprise anal memes? Uh, that's a bad website. Got all kinds of ads and everything popping. I'm going to try to find something that might. Uh... Oh, and there's also surprise butt sex. That's what it's called sometimes too. Is b u t t s e c k c k s s e c k s sex s e c k s uh-huh yeah surprise anal surprise butt sex really but they went with two t's i've seen them both way yeah okay here's one of a kitty cat that's like crawling up somebody's butt <laughs> surprise oh butt God. sex yeah it's it's hey i'm a 20 something on the internet i'm gonna try to be funny <laughs> <laughs> oh are we ready to finish this? Sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. Is that a search term from Alabama? You want the happy ending? Are we ready to finish this? No, Alabama is, fin- um, is finished one of the words that people search us for in one of the states. We skipped Alabama, Mississippi, and South Carolina with big black dick. <laughs> Good Lord. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, Indiana, daddy. Just, just daddy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gang bang. Incest porn. Thank you. No. And- Connecticut, three threesome in Rhode Island. Okay, okay, we're moving on. Time so, to go. All right. Which one did we skip? That would have been Nebraska, right in the middle, smack dab in the middle of the country. Boring old flat. South of cartoon and north of anime. <laughs> West of rough sacks. Nebraska, gotcha. Nebraska. Craig, you actually were, were close. Okay. And I had to look this one. This one I did look up, and that and that brings us to our next uh, our next topic. Um, Nebraska searched for bedgasm. <laughs> That's a new one. I yeah I have not. Yeah, Mike, I, please elucidate. I had to look up bedgasm, and it says bedgasm noun, a feeling of euphoria experienced when climbing into bed at the end of a very long day. So it is just that kind of non-sexual 
happy thing that has nothing yeah, to do with sex. I have no sex. idea why that you would search for that on on a porn site. I don't know. Right. Watching people crawl into bed and go, ah. Okay, there's, hey, you know what? Different strokes for different folks. There's a fetish for everybody. That's right. I've never heard of it. It's not necessarily my thing, but if somebody digs it and you're just enjoying that in the privacy of your own home, fine, whatever. Go for it. Yep. But I found that uh, definition on... Enjoy yourself. A blog entry on some website (laughs) that had new words to be added to the conversation. Badgasm was number two. Here we go to the top of the list. I'm not going to read all of them, just the ones I like. Number 23, doppelbanger. (laughs) Noun, a person who has sexual intercourse with someone that looks identical to them but is not related. (laughs) Interesting. Um, (laughs) That's been a joke on some TV shows, some comedies here and there where, yeah, like, they're finally in a relationship with themselves. Like Jerry Seinfeld did that. Jerry Seinfeld oh, that's was, right. was with, dating. Um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's her name? Uh, uh, Janine Garofalo. Who was like, her, her personality was yeah, exactly she, like she was, Jerry she Seinfeld. Was, she was female Jerry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they couldn't do it. They couldn't date anymore because they're like, I just, they were like, I, this is I too, hate me. I yeah. hate myself. <laughs> that's, yeah. Okay. Moving on. And then they had the, uh, so we're, we're done here. We're breaking up. Okay. Bye. And then they just, they yeah. just got up and left. Yeah, uh, a twenty-two. This one, which is... isn't, which is a meta joke actually for the show. Yeah, how how Jerry goes through girlfriends mm-hmm. so often. Like we never see breakups. He just like has a new girlfriend. Yeah, like that's 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 a running gag of the show. Or like like they had the two of them actually break up by just being like, oh, so we're done here. Okay, bye. Mm-hmm. And that was it because we imagine that's probably how Jerry breaks, breaks up, up with everybody. <laughs> anyway, number twenty-two. This is for the audience. Nerd jacking. <laughs> Jeez. It's not sexual. Noun, filling a conversation with unnecessary detail about one's passion to an otherwise uninitiated, uninterested layperson. <laughs> so that's just when you geek out on somebody who's, who doesn't, who doesn't, care, doesn't, doesn't care. Hey, I think everybody in this room has probably done that at some point. I know I have. I'm sure that I've babbled about some geeky pursuit of mine to somebody that's like, okay. Well, that's yeah. kind of the point of the show. Okay. That's true. We're just force, yeah. forcing what <laughs> we like on other people. <laughs> that's fair. I would hope that people that are listening are into those things as well, but there might be some a percentage of listeners out there who are kind of like, why am I still listening to this after six years? I'm not into but, any of this stuff. But there's a small percentage going, finally, they got to the topics I'm interested in. <laughs> and, and, yeah, next week, we're going to spend half the episode talking about my Kickstarter. <laughs> it's a, con- a constant, grueling process of narrowing down our audience to only those people who really should matter. Right? By the time we get about <laughs> 10 years through this, I, fi- I, I figured this out. I think it's probably 10 years. We'll narrow down <laughs> with our audience so much that it, then it, we'll it, have them. we'll have them all call in. Or, you know, like email in and we'll become friends with them. We'll be like, this is a 10 year process of finding the people, <laughs> finding a, a group of friends for our finding new, new friends for our midlife. We're going to be really into the stuff that we're sure. into and like and like us who have stuck with us this long. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, a it's an it's a 10 year audition. I like that. <laughs> number number 21, kind of the opposite of nerd jacking or from uh, it's uh, <laughs> from, it's it's uh, maybe from the opposite perspective unlightening <laughs> verb learning something that makes you dumber <laughs> yeah uh, e- epiphanot 
Ooh. noun an idea that seems like an amazing insight to the conceiver but is in fact pointless mundane stupid or incorrect unkeyboardinated i like that adjective when you're unable to type without repeatedly making mistakes i'm definitely that or like me when you you still type with your index fingers <laughs> unkeyboardinated only yes does that can that include um, actors and actresses who are portraying characters that should be able to touch type and be very very good at it, but they are clearly just not randomly, typing properly? They're just doing, yeah. This is that. Can we call them? Can we use? Can I use that word for them? Sure. Because they have clearly not learned how to type, yeah. and it's like, hey, directors, you know, cinematographers, if your actor doesn't actually know how to type, and there's no reason, you know, we know they're at they're at they're at a computer. We don't need to see them type. We can just hear the clicky, clicky, clicky sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't show their hands because they look like yeah. idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you've got an actor that actually knows how to type. Bring the shot in a little bit closer and, and raise it up so it's just, you know, their shoulders or do Or do the close-in shot where you got somebody that, like, bring in a production assistant who knows how to type. And have them type. <laughs> and, and have them do Lorem, the close-up shot. Dolem, or whatever over and over again. Yeah. They don't even have their hands in the right position on the no, keyboard. There's like the, the wrong... right the right hand is half hovering over the number key pad. And... Yeah, or they're all up on the they're all up on the top row. Sure. Yeah, all the time. See it all the time. So it how ranks, are those, it how ranks... those function buttons working for you? Yeah, in, uh, the thing it ranks you're typing. that yeah. ranks right up there with people who don't know how to hold a cup of coffee as if it actually had liquid in it. Oh, uh, that is one of my pet peeves. Is I see it every the, single time. The empty clearly cup of empty mm-hmm. cups of where coffee. they're swinging their arms. It's like that. Mm-hmm. That coffee would be. You just bought that coffee. You're bringing it to somebody else that you just bought it for. You would be sloshing that coffee everywhere. Yeah, no people would be. <laughs> you know, they have the one hand under underneath and yeah. very carefully walking, all stiff and weird. There's a really easy way to solve that problem. Put water. Put water in, in, in the water cup. In mm-hmm. But then the way they act, they will spill the water and they'll have to do another take. So it's better just to have air, I guess. But yeah, I have an irrational, like violent, near violent reaction when I see that. I'm just like, why? Why? Gilmore Girls, one of the worst, by the way. With treating their empty coffee cups? Yes, because that show, there's a big running thing about how both the main characters drink coffee like obsessively. So there's constantly empty coffee cups in that show. Well, that's the explanation for the not literally nonstop, hyper fast, witty banter. They're jacked full of caffeine. Sure. Because no. real people don't talk like that. Yeah. Watch Weeds. Um, Weeds does a really good job of playing a joke on that where Nancy is walking around with coffee a lot. Mm-hmm. She's a suburban mom and she drinks, she goes and gets like the fancy coffee at the fancy coffee place all the time. But she always, almost always has like a clear cup. And they do, um, she's always holding it like at the top, like the, she's like got the domed lid and the thing and the straws coming up between your fingers and she's sipping out of it. And it's oftentimes like, sometimes it'll be, um, like some other something drink with, with something, it'll have ice in it sometimes too. Yeah. It'll be a straw that goes down in there yeah. and they'll, you, but you'll be able to see that there's nothing there and she's always just finishing the drink. So she's slurping on it and, and it's, it's the, like, <laughs> you know, at this, that, yeah, that sound yeah. that she does that all the time. So that she, we don't have to watch her. It's like almost like um, I think the writer, you know, maybe even thought the writers were like, you know, let's let's make it so that she's always finishing her drink, so we never have to deal with the fact that it looks stupid, mm-hmm. and we'll make a joke out of it. And it's just like this little subtle thing that happens all the time. She's I always just that at the end lot. of the drink. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember her drinking out of a straw, all and the making time. the noise. Um, let's see what else. Internest. <laughs> 
The cocoon of blankets and pillows you gather around yourself whilst spending long periods of time on the interweb. The internest. Ambitious. Mm. Adjective. Striving to be more of a bitch than the average bitch. <laughs> <clears throat> and let's be fair, that can be guys too. There's plenty of guys mm. out there that are bitches. Oh, yeah. It's nice to have goals. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he made a very true statement that was just lovely lovingly placed right in the right spot there for for that comment uh-huh. for, uh, in response to you and that, that was wonderful now this <laughs> this next one i honestly don't know any adults that suffer from this and by adults i mean not tiny little children or babies carcolepsy Condition where a passenger falls asleep as soon as the car starts moving. Mm, I don't Do you know? That, I don't know. I don't know. Either of you know any adults that suffer fall from this? asleep in the car easily? I mean, not like uh, instantly, but yes, I do know someone who will fall asleep okay. in the car pretty easily if it's a long car trip. Interesting. Errorist. Someone who repeatedly makes mistakes or is always wrong. <laughs> this one I like. Destinesia. When you get to where you were intending to go, but forget why you were going there in the first place. I've done that in the last week. Uh, I do that that all the time in my house. Why did I I just walk into this room? I just walked up over. I walked over to the counter to the sink. Like my my living area is all one big living area. And so I get up, I walk over and I'm at what is effectively my kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what did I come into the kitchen for? What did I come over here for? (laughs) So, (laughs) So, so related uh, this this was years ago, long before like DVRs and like you know kids today have no idea what it was like before DVRs existed and everything. But I was watching a TV show, and I was just laughing and laughing and laughing. And a commercial came on, couldn't skip through. This was again before DVRs, and I suddenly had a realization like I don't remember what I was watching. I was cracking <laughs> up over it. No idea what it was I was watching. I had to wait till the commercial ended. I'm like, oh okay, that's what I was watching. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I've had not my proudest moment. Yeah, I've I've had that happen. Yeah, where like, oh, I was gonna fill up my water. Now I gotta walk back over get the glass where I left it because I didn't take it with me because I was like, I have to go into the kitchen for something. No, I've done that too. Intend to bring the thing with something with you into the room to then do something with it and then I've, you get there and you can't remember what you were going to do oh, sure, I've been and then you do remember and then you realize oh my god I forgot the thing now and in, it's worse in my house because like oftentimes that involves going up coming up here from downstairs right so I'm like going up and down the stairs a lot I've done just yeah, because I where, you know I'm too you know where stuck I'm stuck in my head I'm over in the living room area I've got you know a bowl that I had been eating something out of and I'm like I'm getting up I'm I, I, I look at the bowl and I think, okay, I'm going to go. I have to go use the restroom. I'm going to take gonna, that. To I'm going to get up and I'm going to take the bowl to the sink with me. And I look On the at way. the bowl yeah. and then I get myself up out of the chair and I walk right into the bathroom, to the bathroom and I leave the bowl sitting there. Yep. Like I, it was right there. I was just thinking about it. Yeah. That one is uh <laughs> destinesia is one of my favorites. I'm going to uh, include that in my personal. Now, uh, when that starts dictionary. happening, when that starts happening with a car drive, use that all the then time. I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh, that's like another you get, one. You get in the car and you start driving. It's like, where was I going? Or, or even worse. That's bad. This is probably, this is like carcolepsy or a, a different type of carcolepsy where you get in your car and you drive from home to work and you get to work and you can't remember actually driving 
from home to work. Oh, there's a term for that. <laughs> um, there already is. Yeah. Carnesia. No. <laughs> no, it's, it's like uh, some sort of hypnosis sort of thing, or like micro napping. Highway highway hypnosis. Well, highway hypnosis is that's when it it actually makes you fall asleep and drive off the road. I think. Yeah, yeah that's, I'm that's, that's I don't know what it is, but there I know. I, a I've term. seen a term for it. Yeah, highway hypnosis is like where the you know the drone. If you're on, especially if like you're on a road that's straight for a long time, and mm-hmm. you see the stripes. You know, the the signs or the stripes or anything just kind of going by you at this regular interval and the drone of the road. Yeah. And it kind of starts to lull you to sleep. But yeah, there's a, I know I've seen a term for it where you just, you don't remember because you, because you know the drive by rote, you just do it because you do it right. so often and you just, sure, like, you I go, don't, you're literally just I, going through I remember the getting into my car. I remember getting out of my car, but I don't remember the drive that I just took. Anyway. Are we ready to... We got a few more here, and then we're done. I was trying to look that up, too. Okay, number three. Master dating. Going out alone to a movie or a restaurant. Oh, I'd master date all the time. <laughs> I've gone to movies by myself. <laughs> sure. So, sometimes it's the best way to go to a movie. That's right. Absolutely. Especially if... <laughs> Michael, on top of things, I like it. He just like... Bam! Absolutely, yeah. I don't have to deal with right. when you're going to get there, coordinating times, who's going to sit. You know, if it's where crowded, do you want to sit? Yeah, where do yeah. you want to sit? I got to fight with people over like I like to sit mm-hmm. here, and I always have to be the person who's kind of like, well, I'll sit wherever people want to sit. I I have a preference where I want to sit, but I always just kind of go with the flow yeah. with what you know. Like, there's two or three people that kind of are. Where do you like to sit? I like to kind of sit like. A third of the way from the screen, if at all possible, with a front row thing that has no seats in front of me, where you sure. like you can put your feet up on the bar. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Down there, I love in, that in front of the, the the wheelchair spaces. Yeah, yeah. I like those spots. Um, the best that's, is that's the, why I is, often go to movies like a week or two afterwards, so that I actually have choices. Yeah. The best is the is double masturbation, <laughs> which is where you go by yourself and you go to the right theater at the right time, where you are the only person in there. <laughs> Uh, number two was bedgasm. Uh, number one, asshole. Someone who asks many stupid, pointless, or obnoxious questions. <laughs> oh my God, I work with a guy like that. <laughs> Everyone has met somebody like that. An asshole. What an asshole. Exactly. Not asshole, asshole. And I love doing that because I have to bleep the one out, but not the other. But you totally know what the thing is. I bleeped out. I'm seeing. I'm seeing that road thing referred to as FCC auto- guidelines, not rules. Seeing it referred to as <laughs> autopilot, but there's, there was a different term. There, yeah, like it's got to have something to do with amnesia. No, right? it was. A, it, was not... a, it was a halfway. I mean, it was like a common. It, it did not sound technical. It was like just like one of these. You know, it was like a sniglet. It was like you made up a word or a two word oh, okay. phrase or something that went with. It. I don't remember. Who cares? Moving on. I don't care anymore. I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, d- I don't even know how we got to this point of the show, but we're here now. Yeah, I, Auto- remember, I remember introducing you, but I don't remember anything that happened between then and right now. <laughs> is it is it autopilot? I just said autopilot. Oh, okay. But that well, wasn't I was what I was reading was. about autopilot while you were saying that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay. Thank you for playing that thing that was not really a game. <laughs> oh, Michael. What's up with the Catacon? When's that, when's that Kickstarter beginning? Alrighty. Uh, so for anyone that is uninitiated, the Catacon is the convention that we at the RPG Academy host, which is a terrible name and no one gets it. Everybody thinks it's Arcadacon or Acadacon. I came up be... with a new one. Oh, good. <laughs> ACAD Econ. 
it's a electronic convention, which means people just sit at home and all all join together on their computer in a giant Google Hangout to talk about AutoCAD, which is for an entire weekend while drinking. ACAD, right? Okay, probably that's, would be more successful than our event. That sounds uh, that sounds terrible. I didn't but, say but it was a good a, idea. It's anyway. a three day gaming convention, so yes. if you like role playing games, board games, card games. Uh, that's what this is. It's like Gen Con or Origins, but but super tiny. Uh, we our event is in Dayton, Ohio, in November this year. It's the eighth, ninth, and tenth, which is Veterans Day weekend, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Craig has been before. I'm, hopefully, he's going to be able to come out this year as well. It's pretty small. I think we're going to have like maybe five to six hundred people this year. Uh, Seven hundred would be great, but five hundred is probably a, a more reasonable number. Uh, it, we're very top heavy with podcasters because of our podcast and and the network that we are no longer having, but we have a lot of podcast friends. So even though we're a very small convention, a lot of RPG podcasters show up. So if you're into podcasts, there's a good chance someone you follow or listen to will be there. Uh, we also have some game designers and authors that come in. Uh, and it's just a lot of fun. Everything is inclusive. So once you buy a badge, there's no per game cost. Like at some conventions where it's like two or $4 per event. We don't do that. Uh, you buy a badge, you can get into anything first come first serve through our registration system. Uh, but we use Kickstarter to raise our funds to make sure we can afford everything. Our biggest expense is our venue. Uh, it's about nine to $10,000 every year, depending on exactly what setup we use. Uh, so we're going to launch a Kickstarter on March 21st, which is a Thursday, not a Tuesday. And it runs for about a month, like uh, April 17th. And if you're going to come, you can get any kind of badge that you would like through their VIPs, GMs, regular, young adult, vendor, demo. Uh, there's also sponsorships. Like if you can't come, but you think this is something cool and you want us to succeed, you can throw us a dollar or two dollars, whatever, uh, just as a donation to make sure we get to our goal so that we can uh, have another Catacon. This will be our seventh year, fifth Ooh, year as a nice. public event. Uh, the first two were at my house in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like AndoCon, I think. The, fir the first AndoCon was, was like just a was, bunch of people yeah, that came over to his in house. His house. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. From what I understand, it's very similar to Andy. I think we're like maybe a couple of years older, but that's about mm -hmm. it. Yep. Yep. Cause we, yeah, that's actually, we had, we had, um, Michael on with Ando. That was, this Ando is, was here on that episode? Is, this is his third appearance. No, this is his, oh, is, we had Michael on in conjunction with Ando to talk about running conventions. Oh, that's right. That was maybe a year. Well, why didn't he come up? I don't remember. Anyway, I searched um, using the Nerdburger Andy Memorial search engine. We uh, we have not. <laughs> For the record, everybody, do you know what metadata is? We don't do anything with metadata, and we also make jokes about all of our news topics rather than just listing what the news topic is. So, using the Andy Memorial search engine on the Nerdburger website is very, very difficult. You can't search <laughs> for any of the news items that we talked about because we don't name the news items. We have a joke, and there's mm -hmm. a link embedded in there, and that takes you to the page. The page. Great, but if he was a guest, he should have come up when I googled his name. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm going to a catacon this year. Um, that's the plan, and um, I've, I've this will be three years in a row. I've I love a catacon. It is my favorite convention. I don't mind saying that. Um, Thank it is, you. And, it is RPG I, heavy. You know, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I find it weird. You're not the only person to say that. And again, that's definitely a humble brag. Mm -hmm. But there are several people I know that go to multiple conventions who tell me that a catacon is their favorite. And I think part of it is that it's it's a small size. It's it's 
intimate's not the right word, but it's very small and you get to know people and you're going to get a chance to hang out with the same people over and over again. So while I'm very happy that you said it's your favorite convention, uh, that does make me very happy. You're not the only one to have that. It's not mine. <laughs> Ironically, no, I'm just kidding. It is my favorite. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's for me, it's, it's RPG heavy. So that's nice. Um, it helps that I'm a designer. Um, and I've, you know, I've introduced a lot of my games to people at the con and I've gotten to know, um, a number of people who go to the convention regularly. And every year I, I, I meet a few new ones. Um, and it's a great community and it's well, it's well organized. It's well run. Michael and the other members of the faculty, as they're called, um, put on a great show. And, uh, um, you know, the community is spectacular. It's this, it's, it, you know, podcasts, um, gather a community of people who get into the podcast and what the podcast is about and what RPG Academy is about is reflected in a catacon. Um, and so the people that show up for it, many of them are, are RPG Academy fans and are kind of all on the same wavelength for that. And it's the same wavelength that I'm on for gaming. So it makes for a great convention. It's incredibly inviting, incredibly welcoming and, and inclusive and um, a lot of great people. So come play games. Yes, please come play and games. I, and I've been seeing some of the guest lists. There's a few people that haven't been there before. I think seeing mm-hmm. popping up a little bit. I'm going to get a chance to say hi to Rob Schwab in person again. Right? We is Rob on board for this year? Yes, uh, he actually came our first couple. He was one of our big, you know, entry tier people who who I was surprised that said yes when I invited them. But the last two years, he wasn't able to make it for various reasons. But he's coming back this year. Uh, Rob is a super cool dude. I don't know if you've had a chance to hang out with him. Uh, I, I love that guy. And if you get a chance to play in his games, they are something to remember. Is is he the one who our only explicit episode? <laughs> yeah, we had Rob on for an episode <laughs> way back early, and we specifically made the episode non explicit or uh, made it explicit so that we didn't yeah. have to censor him. We didn't bleep anything in that episode because Rob can weave a story, and I didn't want to uh, force bleeps to destroy the story <laughs> weaving that he does. Yeah, <laughs> plus it would have come across like with those old Muppet uh, Sesame Street gags where they bleep out words they don't need to just because it makes it sound like worse. Yeah, if you were to bleep out Rob, it would just yeah. be almost incomprehensible. Episode 17, we got the beans. <laughs> that was a while ago. That was lo- I can find that right away, but I can't find this other third little episode. The hell? Am I am I misremembering that? I'm sure we had him on it in conjunction with Ando because they were able to share experiences. Michael, about, do you remember being on? I remember Ando. I remember before? Ando talking about how his you know and the two of you comparing how the two conventions started and saying like that's almost exactly how mine started well we we have a resource here we can ask michael i know i know but <laughs> well I just... but i'm old <laughs> i i do remember having a conversation with ando i don't recall if it was on the air or if it was just something that we got set up you know because i know ando was asking for some advice and some insight and i do remember having those conversations i just don't remember if it was part of an episode or just something we did well that's that's some good circumstantial evidence that yeah. that that fits with uh craig's memory and i say i remember it too now that you mentioned it i could but so like, i have this i have no memory of driving to and from work every day but i have this very distinct memory of having these two people on the podcast with us that may not have happened what's going on with my brain oh my god it's uh yeah it's got to have like a schrodinger connection it's like schrodinger's car trip schrodinger's number of episodes that just explains the indeterminacy and the 
lack of memory or the I, displaced I memory or the memory that may or may not exist. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know either. What else What else you got to say? We uh, need to bring this up with Andy because his search was, okay, engine moving. is not working correctly. He's dead. We can't. It's the Andy Memorial search engine. Um, is that why he hasn't been on? <laughs> Michael, or Michael, what, uh, what what else can you tell us about uh, like guests, um, um, other little featured things? I know that like last year you did a murder mystery night thing. Is that going to come back or uh, more than likely? Yes, I, I hosted a, a slash LARP murder mystery dinner type thing uh, based somewhat on D and D. Like it was sort of D and D themed, though that really didn't come through strongly. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Everyone who participated had a great time, but there were some lessons learned about how to properly run a murder mystery. So we're looking at doing some edits, but more than likely that will come back. Um, other guests, uh, Rich, keep hitting my microphone, sorry. Uh, Rich Baker will be there. He's come pretty much every year. You know, he's a longtime author and designer for RPGs, including D&D and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, podcasters, the folks from DM's Block come just about every year. I'm pretty sure they're coming this year. Um, the broadswords will be coming again this year. Uh, one shot onslaught, and you meet in a tavern are both Cincinnati based, but there's a lot of podcasts in Cincinnati for some reason. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of different podcasts will be there. Uh, other game designers, Craig is will you know again coming, uh, but we have a bunch of other local game designers who usually come and show off their newest games. Uh, we have workshops on how to run games, how to be a good player. We have some live shows. We've done like uh, improv. You found actual it. just straight up improv, like scenes from a hat type stuff. Um, we've done li- live podcasts of other actual plays that do a live show. Either um, like like one of the more meta things, Redemption, which was part of the podcast network for a long time. They're a fantastic Star Wars actual play. If you listen to Star Wars actual plays, that is one you should be listening to. So they did like a Jerry Springer esh uh, <laughs> episode where the cast were on in character. Uh, with like a former mate, uh, crewmate who's not been in the show was like bringing up whatever. And then we had a host that was improv and everything. And uh, it was just like this big thing up. Everybody seemed to really enjoy it. Geek Wars is a, a geek trivia podcast. They do a live show there every year. So there's a ton of stuff that you can do there. Uh, we have an open play library. Anyone who has a badge can take any game and play it for free, bring it back when they're done, which includes a bunch of board games, as you can see behind me, as well as RPGs. So you can actually grab like, you know, a box set for L5R and try to figure out how to play it. So it's not just board games and card games, it's role-playing games too. <clears throat> the episode that Ando and Michael were both on together is called Finger Lickin' Good. <laughs> It was oh. that episode. It's in the title. Oh, for description. God's sake, it was right there. <laughs> it was that episode. Jeez. <laughs> it was in the most obvious place. Yeah, it was the, the, look. Fir- the first place we it looked. Was, it was yeah, right it there. was right there. Okay, right anyway. Staring yeah, us so, in the face. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm I'm light on convention going this year. I decided... Um, cause I'm doing the Gen Con thing for a number of reasons. Um, and then there's going to be some local stuff I think that I can do, um, and a catacon and that's going to probably be about it as far oh. as me spending money to join. I just, I blew through, I, I, <laughs> I, I killed a lot of my vacation time that I had accrued up and spent money last year going to a lot of conventions. I need to go light this year so that next year I can maybe start to get into a groove of like, okay, now I'll go to three or four Mm -hmm. over the course of a year where I have to actually travel a little bit. It also helps that it's November 8th, 9th, and 10th, which is uh, 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 Veterans Day, right? Which day is Veterans Day? 
which of those Sunday, but it's uh, observed on Monday, depending on what kind of. Yeah, like see, I have I'll, Monday I'll get Monday off. off. Yeah, yeah, that won't yes. help me. If, or Friday, oh. I'll have to. I'll have to take Friday off. I get Veterans Day off where I work because we do a lot of government work. But, but then you get to drive back late on Sunday and have a whole day off afterwards. Well, I'm not going to gonna drive. First of all, um, oh. that's ridiculous. I'm not driving back from <laughs> from Dayton? Dayton by myself. It's not that after a th- far. No, the problem is it's after a three day convention oh. of being on all the time because I'm running oh, games yeah, and stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, like, you've mentioned that before. That, that drains you. That's a long weekend. Okay. Um, yeah, but best to fly first. I've class. driven. I've driven. <laughs> I've driven four. Yeah, I've driven four <laughs> hours back from a convention after being at the con the whole weekend. How much and does it, it cost to get kick, a kicked my ass in that last private jet? That last hour. <laughs> Well, um, charter jet. It's all going to depend on how well the Kickstarter does, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the Kickstarter going live as of this episode. You're as listening of, to it, it's already there. It's, uh, it's been yeah, going they, for a day. It's yes, it's been going for a day. Hopefully, there's enough money uh, raised already in the Kickstarter to get me a private jet to and from a catacon. No, that's not what the Kickstarter's for. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've I've done the drive thing. Oh, okay. you know, a multi-hour drive after. I mean, I did six hours after conglomeration. That was with Dave in the car. <laughs> that was okay. Because oh, we were yeah, able to talk okay. and kind of keep each other awake. But that was a long freaking drive after but that was con. That was Louisville? Six hours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Driving so Dayton's part of Georgia plus all of 10. Yeah. No, it's an eight-hour drive from Dayton. No, I'm not doing that. Okay. <laughs> Two-hour plane flight. Thank you. <laughs> So anyway, closer to one hour, but and there, there's a small no, Dayton airport. That, I I have yet to fly someplace from here that's one hour away. <laughs> but yeah, there is a small-ish Dayton airport that has uh, shuttles to the hotel that's attached to the commission center. So it, there's a a larger airport, CVG, Cincinnati International, whatever. It's it's much bigger, probably more easier to get flights in and out of there. But then you're looking at like an hour and a half drive after the airplane flight. Yeah. But if you can get a flight to Dayton, easy, small airport in and out of, and they'll take you by shuttle back and forth. So don't have to rent a car or anything unless you want to. I didn't realize there was a shuttle. There was a shuttle I went last oh, year. Boy. <laughs> and here's what, well, here's what happened though. Last year, was it last year? It must've been last year. Um, I went, flew up there and I finally, as, as of last year, because of all the conventions I was doing last year, I had Uber and Lyft all ready to go on my phone. Um, and I got there and I went looking for, and I hadn't used Lyft at all at that point. I went looking for Uber or maybe it was two, no, this was two years ago. I went looking for Uber. Yeah, it was two years ago. Um, and I couldn't get anybody to come up on my Uber. I was like, what the hell's going on? Does Uber not come out to the airport? Uh-oh. Um, cause some, some places do that. They, they like, they, they, the airports don't let Uber go out there because they have a thing set up with the, the local cab company and the cab company's like, no. So I ended up taking a cab. Um, which cost a little more than the Uber would have. And I got in that way. And then I got, once I got downtown, I was like looking for Uber. I was like, Oh yeah, they're all over the place. And I, and I did take the Uber back out. And on my Uber drive back out, I mentioned to the Uber driver that I couldn't get an Uber at the airport when I got in. And I told him what time it was, you know, what, what, you know, when it was, it was that, that Thursday night. And he said, yeah, um, the Uber system, like the, the greater system in the computer for the region Mm-hmm. went down Ooh, like he said no it's, in the entire time i've been driving for uber that is the only time it's ever happened it, it crapped out for like three hours like right in the midst of when i was trying to get an uber from the airport <laughs> it's just when it happened to go so he said yeah i just i sat around with like getting no rides for a few hours 
wow. wondering what was going on. And then I found out after the fact that the, the system had blown up. <laughs> they, had, they had scrambled the fighters to fix it. <laughs> so I, I have driven through Dayton on I-75. And I had I had my first ever experience at uh, at uh, oh no I can't think of the name of it the chili place uh, in between Skyline thank you Skyline Chili I still have the plastic cup that I got with my extra large beverage um, somewhere between Cincinnati and Dayton yeah I-75. that's like a big thing around here like uh, like world famous whatever but I don't like it like <laughs> I think it's kind of gross oh yeah it's not something you want to eat every day. Yeah, but uh, but people come here specifically to get Skyline chili. Yeah, my wife went to uh, Miami and Oxford, so she was the one who introduced me to home homemade uh, spaghetto, as we call it. It's it's spaghetti with chili on it. Yeah, pretty much. And of course, you have to use sour cream and cheddar cheese and, and lots of cheese. Tons Though I do appreciate circling back to our earlier conversation about search terms. That uh, there's lots of billboards around town for what they call a hot, steamy three-way. Whoa! <laughs> because when you order Skyline Chili, you can get it three-way, four-way, or five-way. It depends on, like, you know, if you add cheese, it's one, it's sour cream. But the traditional is the hot, steamy three-way. <laughs> oh, man. Dayton. Swinging. <laughs> <laughs> Still don't care for it though. Um, cool. You <laughs> will. <laughs> I will have to get myself a hot, steamy freeway. three-way while I'm yeah. way. <laughs> Give yourself get oh. get for myself. There you go. <laughs> Do uh, are are we out of time? Do you guys have to go somewhere? Um, we can I, wrap it up whenever you want. Yeah, probably. You're out, we're probably out of time, or you can probably. I mean, yeah, like within the next ten minutes or so, I need to be done. Oh, okay. Do you want to uh, help us answer a Kevin question? Sure, sure. Michael, Let's... you probably have not experienced the Kevin question yet. It's a guy named Qu- Kevin. He asks us a question. Is he an asshole? <laughs> no, we we no, we've we've requested we like that he continues yeah, no, 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 to, no, no, to okay, send okay. us a question, and we enjoy week. his questions. Mostly, and and most of them don't make us dumber. He's getting us. He's getting a little repetitive. We might have to raise the bar a little bit. Let's see what he does. What he's got for us this week. <laughs> okay, yeah, because this would have started uh, right after the last time you were on, Michael. Wait, have I been on the show before? <laughs> <laughs> it's an indeterminate number of times. <laughs> you may or may not have been on once or. Every episode. We can know that you have, whether or not you've been on the show, and we can know how many times, but we can't know both. <laughs> we, all, we both it's had a, your email address. Thing. We it's... both had your email address, so there's there, that must indicate something, right? Yeah, sure. We're going to piece this together and solve the mystery. Why not? All right. Kevin asks in 98 question, what are your thoughts on buildings and stadiums changing names? It doesn't seem like it would be worth the investment of naming rights to change something's name. Everyone in Chicago still calls the Willis Tower the Sears Tower. They still call it Comiskey Park, even though it has changed to U.S. Cellular and now guaranteed rate. I still hear people call the San Francisco Football Stadium Candlestick, even though it is a different stadium in a different city. I can't even think of the name of the new stadium right now. With 
Milwaukee's Miller Park changing to American Family Insurance, are they going to get their millions worth? Thanks, Kevin. Not for me. No. I'm going to call it Miller Park till the day I die. Exactly. Why would, why would, you, why would you not? I think it's ridiculous that they it just like, it's, 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 it's to make money. I understand why the organizations do it or the city does it or whoever, um, but it sucks. It's a giant pain in the ass. Well, you lose your identity. Like I'm, it's Miller Park. It's Milwaukee Miller Beer. It is Miller Park. Well, American families. From the road is Madison. Miller Parkway. It's a, it's a Wisconsin company, at least. Who cares? It is. They're going to have to rename is, everything around it now. It is Miller Park. It's been Miller everything around there on for 20 Miller years. Miller Parkway. Yeah. You're going to change the street now. To, screw that. No. <laughs> I'm calling it Miller Park, and I'm going to go to Miller Parkway. Just like ah! you, you go to the observation <laughs> deck of the Sears Tower when you're in Chicago as a tourist. One of the things you do. You Are you going to go to the Willis Tower? Is that new? I don't think I've ever been there. I, I have, I'm, I'm not sure which one does that look like. Who was the architect? No, I go to the Sears Tower and climb up on the railing and lean against the glass like Ferris Bueller. <laughs> anyway, Michael, do you have your a, thoughts you have on, na- opinion naming, on naming stadiums? I'm pretty much with you. I, I don't understand marketing enough to, to conceptualize how spending millions of dollars to put your name on a stadium is, is recouped. Like, I don't, you know, I, I get maybe just having. The, your name out there, it's it's becomes more prolific and just you know in the zeitgeist that people just see it. It's everywhere, but uh, I guess saturation. You know that your name is saturated into the uh, into the zeitgeist or whatever. But I don't know how it makes money. It seems like a losing proposition to me. I think it's silly, but I don't. I like. I'm not angry about it. I don't have a strong connection, uh, you know, to that sort of thing. But I, this is my the, the the liberal socialist in me coming out. Most of those stadiums, specifically stadiums, are usually subsidized by taxpayer revenue, even though it's a for-profit business. So if some you know, team, whatever, gets a billion dollars to change the name from one thing to the other, I think that money should go back to the taxpayers. I'm on board with that. <laughs> Miller Park was funded in part by an increase in sales tax for the county. Yeah. yeah. So you they paid, they paid it, for you Miller... Park. Mm-hmm. They didn't pay for American Family Insurance Park. Right. But apparently that was written into the contract. Give that me it was my only, money back. It was only 20 years. <laughs> yeah. where's, my, where's my hundred bucks? Were you living there at the time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're owed. I think you should write a, a, a sternly worded letter. I will. But, but think about it from, again, the, the, uh, the goal of marketing. Like, obviously, Craig has a very strong feeling about the name of this park. But if someone came in and said, hey, we're going to change the name to, uh, you know, Jameson Park, here's a hundred dollars <laughs> given to you taxpayer because you helped pay for the original park. A, you're going to know that name and B, you probably feel a lot more comfortable in changing the name because you got benefit from it. Well, also because it's going from uh, beer to hard liquor. <laughs> okay, well, that's true. I, yeah. I could be on board with, with that no matter what the circumstances were. Sure. <laughs> No, I mean, if insurance. No, it's horse crap. Insurance company? <laughs> I mean, it's a Wisconsin company, so what? But it's insurance. Like, how boring is that? Hey, let's go to the insurance park and watch the baseball and not now, drink beer. We'll instead review our policies Let's let's in between innings. Let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. American Family Insurance doesn't go after the park name. Harley Davidson does. Okay. How are you with if they were to take Miller Park and change it to Harley Davidson Park? I'd be okay with that. 
No, wrong. It is Miller <laughs> Park. You haven't been paying attention. No, actually, I wouldn't be okay with that. And 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 here's my reason. My two reasons. Um, I kind of get it's not it's not the same thing when you build a new building and then give it a different name, as as in uh, Comiskey Park and Candlestick in Kevin's example. Although with Sears Tower and Miller Park, where it's the same building, they're just changing a sign and or lots of signs. Um, th- that's different because I mean it's worse. They're both bad. But here's the thing. If you're going to change the name, make it easier to say, not much more difficult. (laughs) Like, Miller Park. Miller. It's almost a syllable and a half. It's not really even two syllables, because you can just kind (laughs) of blend it in. Miller Park, right? Now, everybody needs to say, hey, everybody, let's all go to American Family Insurance Park. It's They, like, quadrupled the number of syllables. It's terrible. It's the worst example of this. I mean, even Willis Tower is just one more syllable than Sears Tower. And we don't know what Candlestick, the new name of that is called. I can't, I can't think of it either. But Comiskey, well, that was three. But U.S. Cellular, that's five. Guaranteed Rate, that's four. So it got, it got one better. But still, they're making all of these new names are harder to say. I agree with you on that. That is a true statement. Also, it was Miller Park when it was made, and it should be Miller Park, Mark Park until the day it is, you know, blown up <laughs> or imploded. So they decide that that park isn't good enough. Yeah. Like, well, there's a good example of both things. The stadium before Miller Park, which was a different building that they tore down and made into the parking lot for Miller Park, was named milwaukee county stadium and it was a piece of crap and it had corrugated metal siding on the side of the building in certain spots and all of the floors were un were finished were, were like sealed but uncolored and unfinished concrete yeah. and it looked like crap yeah forever and uh-huh. they put up this great park and they called it miller park and it's milwaukee and it has an identity <laughs> You that that description of Milwaukee County Stadium, had you not said Milwaukee County Stadium, could have been Lambeau Field before yes. it was renovated and turned into a uh, a good looking stadium. A, yeah, twenty first century. Uh, anyway, sports. That's destination. I've, I've said my bit. Okay, I stand by it. <laughs> so that's what it was. I've said my piece and counted to three. <laughs> it's gonna. This is gonna tick me off for the rest of the day. Uh, yeah, we didn't address the is it worth the investment thing. It's just wrong. You shouldn't do it. Don't rename your No, it, it isn't worth it because people are still going to call it Miller Park. Yeah, does anybody call the Sears Tower Willis Tower? No, everybody calls it Sears Tower. I mean, the only reason I <laughs> even want to think about it as Willis Tower is because I can just, you know, do a, you know, what you talking about joke in my head. What you talking about, Willis Tower? <laughs> wait, wait, you're going where? You're going to which building? What you talking about? <laughs> Different Strokes, that was the TV show. Couldn't think of the name. Anyway. Is that it for Kevin question? I think so. Thank you for helping us answer that, Michael. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Kevin, for asking that question. Keep them coming. <laughs> we love them. We're going <laughs> to... Crap. <laughs> Michael, thank you for joining us. Where can everybody find you on the internet? Uh, easiest place is on Twitter, at the RPG Academy. Uh, website's also the RPG Academy. Facebook is facebook.com slash the RPG Academy. So just search the RPG Academy. It's probably me. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. 
Um, thanks for coming on board. Um, looking forward to the convention. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Best of luck on your Kickstarter. I'm sure by now in the future time, it's already funded, uh, but let's see if we can get it like four times over and get you uh, to a catacomb in style. <laughs> Don't say that. Jeez. It's not what the money's I'll take, for. I'll take pictures of you rolling up in a limo with a tux. Lighting my cigar with a hundred dollar bill. With a That's red, right. somebody unrolls a red carpet from the door. I'm going to be like to Tom. I'm going to be like Tom Haverford in Parks and Rec, and I'm going to put red carpet in my shoes. Shoe so lining. you can always so be I'm always on walking carpet. on the red carpet. Treat yourself, <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Where can they find us? They can find us at nurburgershow.com, uh, at Nurburger Show on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us nurburgershow at gmail.com or just search for Nurburger Show. You'll if you find it, it's probably us. Right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and, Randy. <laughs> yes. And you can go to um nerdburgergames.com to learn about the game stuff that I'm doing. You can buy the games at drivethroughrpg.com. But don't do that right now. Right now, go to the Kickstarter. Um look for it on Kickstarter um because uh the games are available there as add-ons and things. Um in addition to Capers Noir itself, there's ways to get the other games. He's grooving. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike and Craig rename the Nerdburger podcast to American Family Insurance Podcast because of the sweet, <laughs> sweet dozens of dollars they'll get from American Family Insurance. Because Craig and Mike are gigantic hypocrites, and we will do anything for a few dozens of dollars. How many dozens of zeros are on the end of those dozens of dollars? Dozens. Really? Sure. I can totally be bought for that number of zeros. But it's Miller Park. Sure. Compromise accepted. (laughs) There, we've gaveled it in. It's official.